0: Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I wanna welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. We had a tremendous month in the month of August We were in California, Missouri. We were down in Bogota, Colombia, Yopal, Colombia. Had some tremendous, tremendous services. We saw a woman in California who had been deaf in both ears for decades. She was healed. Uh, There was a woman who had tumors dissolved that was there. She was healed. There was another woman that was deaf in one ear down in Colombia. She was instantly healed. A woman who had a tumor In her chest, that she could feel and see. It dissolved away during the service. There was a little boy that had never been able to walk. He was uh, dealing with epilepsy and hydrocephalus. And this actually happened while the mother was watching the live stream. She says she was watching us minister to other people and she couldn't be there at the meeting. She's watching the live stream. She decided just to lay her hands on her son, said the things that we were saying. I was teaching on the life of God that night. She said the next morning, he began to take his very first step starting to walk for the very first time in his life. How awesome is that? And that was watching the live stream. This is one thing that we have been endeavoring to get across to people is that it's not about a particular person. It's not about getting to a special person or someone who has a certain type of anointing or anything like that. This is about the everyday believer. We're trying to, to accomplish two things. Number one, show you what you have show you who you are and as a result what you have so you can access it for yourself and then also because of who you are in christ and what you have in christ that you can give it away to others and that's what we're endeavoring to do is just get this very simple gospel this very simple message of christ in us and get the church to actually believe it so that we could go and manifest jesus We've got some great meetings coming up this month in the month of September. We're going to be at Lifehouse Church in Beaufort, South Carolina, September 3rd and 4th. We'll be at Champion Life Church in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, September 11th. Two services there, Sunday morning, Sunday night. We're going to be at Fireside Church in Kiefer, Oklahoma, just a suburb of Tulsa there. I will be there September 17th and 18th. And then we're going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee at Harvest Church on September 24th and 25th so we're going to be all over the place we're really looking forward to these meetings uh man it's just been awesome this year of 2022 we saw great 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 miracles and tremendous moves of god the first half and this second half we've just put our faith on seeing more and we are and i just can't wait to see what all god has in store for us over these next few months so hey if you're a partner with us we would absolutely love to see you there it's always a joy for me to be in these meetings and, and have our partners come up, introduce themselves, let us know that they've been partners with us. I love getting to meet you guys in person and, and just say thank you in person for all that you do, your prayers, your support, your encouragement. If you're not a partner with us and you'd like to be, you can simply go to chadgonzalez.com and uh, you can follow the prompts there and just do whatever's on your heart. We would love for you to be a part of what we call the dream team, which is enabling us to go all over the world. We cover all of our costs going to the churches and conferences. Also enables us to do the book translations and book distributions that we do around the world to different pastors. Actually, one of our projects that we have uh, going into the end of this year is is to get more of our books translated into Spanish. You know, it's kind of funny because my last name, Gonzalez, it's a Spanish last name, but I really don't speak a lot of Spanish now. (laughs) i'm working on it i'm actually taking classes right now Uh, but because of my last name we're starting to get more spanish speakers that are starting to to pay attention a little bit and so we have one book available in spanish of ours possessors of life or in spanish uh, Postadores de vida Uh, we want to get the rest of our core books translated in spanish and then uh, one of our big projects for 2023 is to get the healing academy translated and overdubbed in the spanish as well so if you're part of the dream team that's the two big things that we're working on right now our translations and uh, we know what it will reach even more and more people so praise the lord hey let's get into our message for this month this is something i've been just chewing on for the last few days and just really gotten me encouraged and, and just to be honest just fired up um man it's just so good but it's this phrase made alive you know if you're reading your bible and we've all experienced this as you're reading you're studying and the holy spirit will just begin to to point out a phrase point out a word and you'll find that as you're studying as you're reading this this word or this phrase just continues to kind of pop up to you just stick out to you well that's a sign this is something you need to, to do some meditating on some chewing on and so i started doing this with this phrase made alive And it just got me really, really excited in some of the things that I was seeing. And so if you have your Bible, if you would turn to John chapter 14, I absolutely love John 14, John chapter 14, this is where you find Jesus. He's in the upper room, John 13 through 17. He's in the upper room with the disciples. This is when they have the the Lord's supper communion and he's spending time with them in these last moments before he goes to the garden of Gethsemane and turns himself over. I love John chapter 14. This is where I got started on this years and years ago. Uh, John 14, 12, when Jesus said, whoever believes in me will do the very same works and even greater works because I'm going to the Father. But I want you to look at verse 19. Verse 19 through 21 is something I've really been hanging out on uh, for this last year. And verse 19, notice what Jesus says. He says, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live you will live also, and he goes on to talk about the day of salvation that you'll know that the Father's in me and I am in you and you are in him. He's talking about salvation and union with him and notice he says, because I live you will live also now it's kind of a, a, an ironic statement because he's looking at people that are physically alive, but they're spiritually dead they're they're alive in their body but Spiritually, they're dead. They're separated from God. They're cut off from God. They're spiritually dead. And Jesus says, because I live, you will live also. He's telling these spiritually dead people that are alive in their bodies that that because of salvation, because I will be born again, I will become alive, you will live also. You're going to become alive too. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to become alive. Well, that's good. But what does that really mean? See, it's really important that You know, we see these things, and and you know, it's funny, I'll, I'll hear statements made in church, and the minister will say something, or the worship leader will say something. They'll make a statement, say a scripture, and they'll be excited about it, and the people will be excited about it, and shout out, yes, amen. And yet, while they're shouting, yes, amen, and shouting and praising God, they really don't have much of a clue as to what it really means. They know on the inside it's something good, but what does it really mean? what does it really mean for jesus to tell these disciples you will live also now he's not talking about when they get to heaven this is not something where jesus is talking about you'll become alive when you get to heaven no he's talking about on the day of salvation you're going to experience some things so what does this really mean well if we go over into paul's letters to the church if we look at ephesians chapter 2 we start to get a better clue into this What does it mean to be alive? Well, verse one, he says, You were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the age of this world. Now, that's interesting. He says, You were dead. You're spiritually dead. And because you were spiritually dead, you walked according to this world, this world's customs, this world's standards, this world's way of living. He said, Because you're spiritually dead, this is what you were doing. But if you go on down to verse five, he says, Even when we were dead in our sins, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. And he raised us up and seated us together in heavenly places in Christ. So we see that when we become alive, when we become spiritually alive, this wasn't something that happened independent of Jesus. This not only happened because of Jesus, but this also happened with Jesus. He said, when you're dead in sins, you were made alive together with Christ. This is why these these statements these scriptures that have the words or the phrase in christ through christ with christ in him through him these are what we call in christ scriptures these are vitally vitally important to your success as a christian your success in fulfilling what god has called you to do they tell you who you are this is all about identity it's all about union and this is why I hammer and hammer and hammer on this everywhere that we go and all that we teach, it all has its root and foundation on who we are in Christ. Because if you don't know who you are, you can't access who you are and what you have. So in Ephesians, he gives us a clue. He says, when you were dead, you were walking toward the age of this world, the customs of this world, the standards of this world, right? And he said, when we were made alive, We are made alive together with Christ. So right here, you could say, however, Jesus was raised up is how I was raised up. And of course, we see it there. It says that God raised up Jesus and he raised us up together with him and made us sit together with him. So we need to put those pieces of the puzzle together. In the same way that Jesus died, I died. And in the same way Jesus was raised up, I was raised up. And in the same way that Jesus was made alive, i was made alive so okay that sounds better that sounds good but what did i die to what was i made alive unto Well, we get an even uh, better clue in colossians chapter 2 and paul's writing to the the colossians church Uh, colossians chapter 2 in verse 13 he says you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh he resurrected together with him so we see this again We were raised up with him. And then he says, having forgiven you of all your sins, he blotted out the handwriting of the ordinance that was against us and contrary to us, and he took it away. Verse 15, and he disarmed the authorities and powers and made a show of them openly. So here we see that not only did we die with Christ, we were raised up with him. And a part of our being raised up with him, one of the the byproducts of that is that we were forgiven. Now, we have a general understanding in the church of that, that when Jesus died for me, he died for my sins, he forgave me of my sins. But, but what does that mean to be forgiven of my sins? Notice it's saying that he wiped out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us. And he disarmed the authorities and powers that were against us. So you see, when I'm forgiven, I'm also made the righteousness of God. I'm made right. We see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 21. It says, if you are in Christ, you're a brand new creation, a brand new creature, something that never existed before. The old way of living has gone, and a brand new type of living, a brand new way of living has begun. Verse 21, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us, that we would become the righteousness of God in Christ, or the rightness of God in Christ. Or you could say, in the very same way that God is right, I was made right not because of who I am and, and what I've done or what I would do, but because of what Jesus did for me. I was made just as right as Jesus. That's a powerful thing right there if you, you begin to think about it. I became just as right as him. That's why, that's why I can't be condemned because of who I am in Christ, because I'm made right. So, so far we see where Jesus tells the disciples, because I live, because of what I'm going to do, you will live also. You will become spiritually alive. We see in ephesians chapter 2 that because we were dead spiritually we walked according to the standards of this world we were tied to the curse of this world and as a result that's what we lived in that's what we experienced but he says because of salvation we died with christ we were raised up with christ made alive together with christ colossians chapter 2 tells us that We were forgiven of our sins. We were raised up with him. And then also goes on to tell us that the authorities and powers that were over us, they were disarmed. So that means when I become spiritually alive, not only did I die to the things Jesus died to, I became alive unto the things Jesus became alive unto. And one of the things that happened for me was that Satan and all of his buddies, all of his friends, who used to have authority over me when I was spiritually dead, They no longer have authority over me. They can't do anything to me that I do not allow. Now the roles were reversed. I went from being their slave to now I'm their master. That's good news. And then when you are the master, nobody tells you what to do. Your slaves do not tell you what to do. You tell them what to do, right? Well, let's go a little further with this. Romans chapter six, verse four, one of the most powerful statements in the New Testament, and yet. I don't really hear too many people talking about it. And the reason I don't I don't hear a lot of people talking about it is because number one, I don't think people want to go that far with it because of what we're about to read here. And number two, I don't think a lot of people want to choose to believe that it's even possible. But look at the statement that Paul makes here. It's one of the most powerful statements in the New Testament. Romans chapter six and verse four, he says therefore we were buried with him we were buried with jesus by baptism into death so we see it again this is the third time we were we were buried with him we died with him now notice this just as christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father even so now listen what he said he said just as christ was raised up just as christ was raised up so that means in the very same way that jesus was raised up i was raised up in the very same way he died. I died. In the very same way he was raised up, I was raised up. Okay? So we've established that. We've seen that. But then what does it truly, truly mean? And here, Paul, he's going to give you a very blatant, blunt answer. He said, Just as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, notice, Paul's not saying that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we're going to get raised up by the glory of the Father. And go to heaven. He's not talking about when you take your last breath on the earth or Jesus returns and we go to heaven. He's not talking about that right here. He said, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Now, get what he's saying here. In the very same way that Jesus was raised up, I was raised up. In the very same way, Jesus is experiencing a new life right now. You and I are to be experiencing a new life right now you need to really really meditate on that statement because i'm telling you that statement will absolutely revolutionize your life it will change your perspective remember ephesians chapter 2 he said you were dead in your sins you were spiritually dead and because of that you were living according to the curse you were living according to the standards the course of this world Well. When I became spiritually alive, that means I'm no longer dead in my sins. And that means I no longer have to walk according to the standards and the curse of this world. That means I can live a brand new life. Again, 2 Corinthians 5.17, the old way of living is gone. A new way of living has begun. We're not talking about just having better standards and higher morals. I mean, friends, let's be honest. We all, I think we all know, I can tell you I know I know people that aren't Christians but they live a a very holy life per se. I mean they've got very high standards. I mean if we're being really blunt, I know some people that aren't Christians that have higher standards and morals than than Christians that I know. It's not just about living a better life. It's talking about living a life that is above the world, above the standards of the world, above the curse Living a life where you are the master over the world, the curse. I'm not talking about over people. I'm talking about the curse, sin, sickness, disease, death, poverty, lack, addiction, depression, mental issues, all the things that are a result of the curse. He said, just as Christ was raised up from the dead, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And this is not talking about, again, heaven. Jesus, he was raised up from the dead. And yet, this isn't talking about physically because. Jesus wasn't the first person to be raised up from the dead. We know there was lots of other people in the Bible that were raised up from the dead. Jesus personally raised up people from the dead. No, Jesus was born again. A lot of Christians don't like it. They get upset talking about it. But this is why the Bible tells us Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. He wasn't the first to be raised up from the dead physically, but he was the first to be born again spiritually. And in the very same way that he became alive, you and I become alive too. And because he became alive, he's experiencing a brand new life. And we are to experience that brand new life, too, in the very same way. Now, people would look at that and say, OK, I get what you're saying, but that's not even possible because Jesus is in heaven and we're here. Well, then what do you do with First John four seventeen that says, as he is, so are we in this world again? He's not talking about you get a new life when you go to heaven. We are to be experiencing a brand new life right now. Friend, the only thing that's different between you and Jesus right now is that he has his glorified body and you have your natural physical body here, your unglorified body, your body that's subject to death. He has his immortal body. But your body has no bearing on your dominion. Your body has no bearing on your authority. Your body has no bearing as to what kingdom you live from. And that's where we're missing it. And the reason we miss it is because we're so body conscious, we're so sin conscious, we forget I am a spirit. I'm not a body. I'm a spirit made in the very image and in the very likeness of God. I didn't do that for me. God did that for me. And because of what Jesus did, he made me spiritually alive unto God. So because I'm alive unto God, that means all the things of God can flow into my life freely freely with free access, unhindered, no barriers, no hindrances. And it also means that the things of the world, the curse, those things are dead to me. They're dead to me. So if I want to understand what's possible for me here, I need to see what's possible for Jesus there. Think about what I just said. Let me put it to you this way in regards to sickness and disease. If sickness can't touch Jesus in heaven, Sickness cannot touch me on the earth. Now, I know that's a radical statement, but my response would be this How's your normal working? I mean, we can play these Christian games and sing these Christian songs and not have any results and yet continue doing the same thing, or we could start to actually truly see ourselves the way that God made us. How did God make us? He made us in Christ. That means if I want to know who I am, what I have, what I possess, what I can do. I need to look at how Jesus is now. See, it's great to look at how Jesus was on the earth, but friend, I'm not union. I'm not in union with Jesus of Nazareth that walked on the earth. I am in union with the glorified Christ. I'm in union with the Christ who sits at the right hand of God, at the place of all authority and all power in heaven and on earth, where everything that has a name is under his feet. I'm one with him. I'm one with that Jesus. And therefore, that's why I need to not only associate myself with him, but identify myself with him. If the things of the curse can't touch him there, they can't touch me here as he is in heaven. So am I in this world. I have to start seeing the benefits of salvation, the benefits of redemption as right here and right now, and truly see it from the perspective of heaven. That it's not about enjoying these things and walking in these things to the full when I get there. It's about walking in these things to the full right here and right now. Walking in absolute dominion, absolute authority over sickness, disease, the curse, all the all of the byproducts of the curse. I have to see myself that way. And once I begin to see myself that way, then I will begin to experience those things. In order for it to be true, which it is a reality, but in order for it to be true in my life, I have to start seeing it that way. See, in Romans chapter six, if you go on to verse ten, the Apostle Paul says this: "The death that Jesus died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives unto God." Now remember, the same life Jesus lives is the same life I live. As Jesus died, I died. I died with him. And what he died to, I died to. You see, you'll never find a dead person that's struggling with an addiction, struggling with sickness and disease, struggling with poverty and lack, struggling with mental issues, depression. You'll never find a dead person dealing with those things. Why? They're dead to it. You need to see yourself in one sense as a dead person walking on this earth, that you're dead to those things. You're dead to the things of the curse. But you also have to see yourself as if you're dead to those things, you are alive unto God. Things freely flow into your life. And this is what Paul's talking about here in verses 10-11. He said, verse 10, the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. The life that he lives, he lives unto God. Likewise, you also consider yourself to be dead to sin, and alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore don't let sin reign in your body, in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. Well, if I'm dead to sin, and sin is the root of all the problems, then I'm also dead. To all the fruits of the problem if i'm dead to the source i'm also dead to all the byproducts if i'm dead to sin that means i'm dead to sickness dead to disease dead to depression dead to mental issues dead to all these things why because i'm alive unto god but he said here's the reality in verses 1 through 10 he gives you this great little sermonette this little mini sermon about redemption and what jesus did for you and what happened through his death burial resurrection what happened through his substitution, our identification with him. But then he tells you in verse 11, that that's the reality of what's happened for you. But if you want it to be a reality in your life, you're, have, you're going to have to do some considering. You are going to have to change your perspective and how you see life. You are going to have to begin to walk through this world. And when all of the world is freaking out over every pandemic, every sickness every disease every plague every problem that comes to the world you have to walk through this world and see yourself as dead to it why because i'm alive unto god why because i died to those things when christ died to those things and i was made alive and raised up with jesus in the very same way so that i could experience the very same dominion on the earth that jesus has in heaven so that i could walk in divine health on this earth in the very same way that jesus is in heaven. That in the very same way that disease cannot touch Jesus in heaven, it cannot touch me. And yet people will say, but yeah, Chad, you don't understand. You don't get it. You've kind of lost it. Like disease is just normal in the world. Yeah, it is normal in the world for the world. But it is not normal in the world to be on me. You see, even in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, Psalm 91, a thousand fall at one side, 10,000 at another, it shall not come near you. No evil, no plague, no calamity will come near this tent, come near this body, come near this dwelling. And if that was available under the old covenant, how much more so is available under the new covenant? That's a better covenant based on better promises. That's established and based on the blood of Jesus Christ. Friend, if you want to know what is available and how you can live, look at Jesus. When you look at Jesus, you'll see yourself. When you look at Jesus, You can understand yourself. When you look at Jesus, you can see who you are. When you look at Jesus, you can see what you have. When you look at Jesus, you can understand what you can do and what you can do through him and what he can do through you. Do you want to understand what you're like? Simply look at the one that's seated at the very right hand of God. Praise the Lord. Man, good stuff right there. It's all scripture. I would encourage you to take these scriptures that we looked at, John 14. Ephesians 2, Colossians 2, Romans chapter 6, 2 Corinthians 5. Go through those, meditate on those, chew on those, think about those, ponder on them over these next coming days and over this month, and get a get a greater reality of who you are. Renew your mind to who you are so that you're no longer walking like the sinner walks. See, we've said it before, and I'll continue to say it. You can be saved in your spirit but if you still have cursed thinking you're going to continue to get cursed results thank god yeah you'll go to heaven but you're going to experience hell on this earth well we don't want to do that we may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death but you know what we don't have to experience the effects of death we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and be the light and cast out devils walk free of sickness and disease walk through life healthy walk through life wealthy be a blessing on other other people that when other people are scared and afraid and anxious and stressed out and freaked out, we can walk in absolute peace, absolute prosperity, absolute health, and be a blessing to our world and all those that are around. us. Well, friends, I trust that that helped you. It, It helped me just looking at these things and talking about them even more. Again, if you're a partner with Chad Gonzalez Ministries, thank you so so very much thank you for being a part of the dream team and helping us take this message literally all around the world i'm so excited to see what god has been doing and the things that are just being stirred up and all the people that are coming together and the things that we're being able to accomplish very very quickly in these very last days also if you haven't checked out the healing academy it is awesome we've got module one out right now I would encourage you to go check it out. We've got more modules coming out over the next few months. And the setup is just great. You can go check it out at www.thehealingacademy.com. Thehealingacademy.com. Well, friends, we love you. Thank you so very much for tuning in again this month to the Supernatural Life podcast. I'll always enjoy coming and spending some more time with you. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month. Bye-bye.